0: to Pool Party Radio, the number one podcast for looking up your wife's ex-boyfriend online and finding out that his band only has 13 likes on Facebook and 7 views on SoundCloud. I am your host, Parker, joined as always by Razor Man Cumulus. Hey, Parker. Uh,
1: having a good day so far? Having a great day, <laughs>
0: because my podcast is better than your shitty band. <laughs> Sweet. That's always
1: good. And speaking of podcasts that are better than shitty bands, uh, we're joined today by my co-host from another podcast, and the host of Banshee Jams, um, and the other podcast is Zatoichi, the Blind Posman. Go check both those out. It's Patrick. How are you doing?
2: Hey guys, how's it going?
0: It's going good. Uh, I'm glad that you're back again. We had so much fun last time that I wanted you to come back.
2: This is my fifth visit to a uh, PPR, I think. Maybe third, Excellent. fourth. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. I kind of spl- I kind of count that episode of the Blind Podsman that was all three of us because that was basically just a PPR episode. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling. I, I was a bit confused when uh, we were
1: having you on because I was like, "Wait a minute, didn't we already have Patrick on?" But that wasn't the case. It was when we had Parker on for Zatwici the Blind Podsman a couple weeks ago, and then we had a Wayne very on. good
2: episode. Yeah,
1: and we had Wayne week. on.
2: Yeah, but we so didn't it's... invite Parker.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a real <laughs> case. We made of... him listen. <laughs> Yeah, I had to listen home alone with my pants down around my ankles. My, and
2: when we and when we were done he had to go and review it.
0: Yeah. I, I had to review it on iTunes. My, you asked for all of this, which was the weirdest part. Yeah, I yeah, I listened to yeah, it. We, we
2: kept asking you if you wanted to be on the episode. You're like, "No, I just want to
0: listen." To it. I, I said, "Just let me listen. My my penis is flaccid and it will remain so." <laughs> Uh, So yeah, it was definitely some podcast cuckoldry. In fact, I've got a great quote from intellectual Karl Marx. Please do not make Karl Marx into a cuckold in front of me. (laughs) Uh, Here's one of my favorite quotes that really kind of reminded me of what it was like to listen to your podcast. Um, Cuckolds of the world unite. You have nothing to lose but your wives. I think that's very... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, about <Calgary. laughs> you
2: have nothing you have nothing to lose but the keys to your cock cage <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> oh god is that a thing
2: yeah it's a thing yeah okay
0: the... that's what i was wearing during uh during the time that you guys were all podcasting without me just a no bit.
2: it was it was just the hannibal Lecter <laughs> mask so he couldn't talk <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was actually on that episode. I was just ball gagged the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> did not say anything. I was forced to watch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so anyway, those were real fun episodes on Zatouji the Blind Podsman. Um, but today, you're joining us on PPR. Yes, and sir.
0: We got all sorts of stuff to talk about. But first of all, how your week's been? My week's been good. I, uh... I don't know if we talked about... Maybe we talked about this. I I have no concept of time these days. I was nominated for a journalism award. Whoa. Yeah. All my uh, dick jokes and stupid puns have finally paid off. Now I'm an award-nominated journalist. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) No one was more shocked than me with my stupid Corey Feldman stories.
1: Well, I was going to say, was it the Feldman story that put you over? Like, you got a celebrity interview
2: for your paper...
0: That's true. It's a pretty big
2: deal. Yeah, pretty huge celebrity. That that witnessed by Corey Feldman article had some legs, too.
0: Corey Feldman yeah, it, seemed to like it and hate it at the same time, which I'm very proud of. That's that's what you want from your audience. I would want <laughs> that from my audience. It's kind of great
2: because the second one you did after the interview that he uh, he shared on his page, if you look at the comments, there's people in there who don't understand like humor, so they're not sure if you <laughs> like Corey Feldman or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there was a lot of that like i noticed like a lot of people saying like that i could have been nicer about his movies but it's like come on dude he was in south beach Acad- like how south beach academy like meatballs Four? like how nice can i
2: license talk? to fucking drive like jesus christ it's not citizen kane yeah,
0: yeah. so but i mean i love cory feldman more than any of those fuckers so uh i win I like, yeah. <laughs> i've seen rock and roll it's actually school. a really good
1: outlook for this I yeah. never considered that cuz I'm not sure what it's like to write for a paper or anything and I mean I imagine like all the feedback the blowback would get to me but
0: I like this approach like fuck 'em
1: I like <laughs> I love the person who I wrote about so they can all go to hell
0: yeah I tried for <laughs> I, once in my my life I tried to inject a little bit of objectivity into something I wrote so it wasn't just me uh being a cock holster for Corey Feldman I suppose uh <laughs> uh-huh. but I guess I regret that. I should never have been objective, and I should have just said that Dream a Little Dream is the greatest movie of all time, instead of calling it schlocky.
2: I will stand by the fact that nobody on this planet loves Corey Feldman more than Parker Bowman, and that <laughs> includes his own mother. <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, so I'm very proud I of that. Have... But yeah, I have, I have no idea what story I wrote that got me this award. No one would tell me, so I got to go to L.A. in a couple of weeks and find out. So, uh...
1: Oh, yeah, boo-hoo, got to go. This guy, uh, they're dragging me. Well, you love L.A. You're like Randy Newman. You love L.A.
0: Well, I'm going to meet up with Shaq, so it's going to be uh-huh. cool, and uh, we're going to surf. Uh, well, I say yeah. that I have to go because, like, my company is really cheap, and they want me to go, but they don't want to pay for it, so. <laughs> I like that, that. Ooh,
1: we really want you to go, man. Three Just, uh, nights
0: of uh, luxury
2: accommodations on Sean Byron's couch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they sent me an email and they said, hey, we got reservations for you. It's three nights. Sean Byron's cool with it. He'll allow you to have one weird soda per night. Can't they all like chip in and pay for one meal at the, uh, the dog house?
1: <laughs>
0: or you, something? Would, you would think so. You would think that a multi-billion dollar company could at least buy me one chili dog, but...
2: We have, uh, reservations for you at the, uh, Jack in the Box on Santa
0: Monica Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They say you can buy two, uh, two candy bars on your way in Bakersfield mm-hmm. on the way there. So, uh, so that's my week. I'm doing pretty good. What about you guys' weeks? So what are you guys up to? Any cuckolding? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just get that out of the way. But, uh, it's been a, it's been a shitty week nonetheless.
1: Um... <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right then all right
0: <laughs> so not a good week then. <laughs> not a good week otherwise sorry to not
1: like guess in that statement but i really don't know how this is gonna go after i just learned about uh cock cages so <laughs> <laughs> like this is a whole new world it's it's like ariel and little mermaid trying to figure out what all these items from the land are called like you're giving me the cop cage i'm like what is this a thingamajig <laughs> it's
0: like diving into the cat in the hats toy bag or something right or, <laughs> finding things yes. that are altogether new to you
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a bizbabop, not a b-bimbop but a biz-bum-bop. put this and...
0: gloobity
2: dupes on your dingy
0: bobs <laughs> and then watch uh, me have... a bee-
2: A bop is uh, when you're being cuckold and you have to put your penis in, like, a very hot
0: stone bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) It's the way that the Native Americans used to do it. It's like mortar and and pestle, but different.
2: And then your wife hires some Koreans to put weird sauces on it. (laughs) These are all very...
1: Oh... Racially charged and weird. That's the world um, of cuckoldry. It's always I, very
0: racially charged.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm finding that out. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. yeah, this week was pretty bad. Uh, having to deal a lot with uh, allergies. Um, allergies. I'm, I'm sure that's like n oh, What? I right, take two. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a really tough week for allergies. So, um. Yeah, that'll happen. What are you um,
2: my week's been okay, aside from the fact that everyone's doctor is now the Babadook, but um, <laughs> so which kind of sucks. Uh, on like a a more uh, geopolitical scale, um, my weekend's been fine. I rearranged my um my second bedroom, which is just I want to call it an office, but in reality, it's just where I keep all my video games. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: it has a much better flow now than it used to. I love um, that.
1: That's the uh. It's- that's how we've acquired the term "office" for like people from generally like our generation. Anybody grew up with video games, like oh, this is my office, always has video games in it, or like I mean,
2: retro toys if I that do, they wanted as kids. If I do any work, uh, if I do any like work at home, like this is where I do it. But I mean, like in reality, like ninety nine percent of it's just spent on a couch playing video games. But it it feels a lot better now. The room's a lot more airy, which makes me uh puts me at ease. Um, the world is kind of on fire. Once uh, getting back to that, which really sucks. But I mean, what else is new? I guess.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, my world's on fire.
1: How about yours? That's what Smash Mouth said. Smash How about Mouth, your- the, the the cuckoldry of bands. <laughs> <laughs> i would say so uh yeah because they're watching like people somebody once told me that the song. World is gonna cock me yeah <laughs> yeah that song is getting used like in every movie and they just have to sit and watch as people make fun of it
0: mm-hmm. and as people <laughs> dress up like shrek to have sex with their wives mm-hmm. that's something that that's they're right. into and as a band i interviewed them one did time you... they told me about it did you ever see
2: uh did you ever see that, like, Twitter beef they had with the Oakland A's and, like, uh, the Oakland A's, like, like they were talking shit about him and then, like, um, the A's were just like, oh, well, you know, he's com- pretty heavy coming from guys who got famous off of Shrek and they got super defensive. <laughs> like, that fucking song came out before Shrek.
0: <laughs> I have not seen that, but that sounds like my new favorite Twitter beef.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That is pretty good. And am I wrong or was that song featured in Mystery Men?
3: Yeah, yeah that no, movie that came that, out, like
1: years before.
2: That's I think that's what they were referring to. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know if I want to be associated
1: with that. Like Shrek is a globally loved icon of film and Mystery Men is is not that great, despite having like a pretty
0: fantastic cast. To put it mildly, not that great. I would say a dumpster fire of one of the worst <laughs> movies ever made, but yeah, it's it's also not that great. Yeah,
1: it, it's not good. Um, but that song was on the soundtrack, and I think like some people like showed up for the video because I remember that video was everywhere when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, I think Janine Garofalo and like either Keenan or Kel, whichever one was in Mystery Men, are in that video. Kel, yeah. The one that doesn't have a job anymore.
1: No, works. Uh, He's just not sorry alive, so that's why we don't think he he has a job.
0: Well, the US yeah, econ- that- the US economy is largely SNL based these days, so uh-huh. yes. That's why I equated it with that.
2: That's yep. actually kinda like the uh what's it called, the MC Hammer song that uh that he made for the first Street Fighter movie that has Jean Claude Van Damme and Dion Sanders in it.
0: Oh yeah. But
2: like the whole cast shows back up to record this music video. What? Yeah. I don't remember
0: this. Yeah. MC Hammer did a lot of that shit. He also had that Adams Family song where, like, he danced with Gomez and all that kind of weird shit.
1: That I do remember. Because was I was this like, like,
2: this is fucking weird. Was this, like, um Gomez, like, Raul Julia Gomez?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. He was, like, dancing with Pugsley. Pugsley had like hammer pants on. It was a weird video. I remember he was sitting
1: on like a tomb or at least like a concrete bench that you'd find in a graveyard with Wednesday. Um, and he was trying to like, they were sitting next to each other and swaying back and forth. And he was trying to show her like, here's how you dance to
2: this song, even though you don't look like you want to dance to this. I, I feel like the Adams family would be very into MC Hammer. Like I think they'd probably be more of a Christian death band. Or a family, or uh, you know, maybe like Bauhaus or something. Yeah, I think they the listen- video
1: wasn't very creepy, but it was fairly kooky. So it was like halfway <laughs> there for what the Adams family tries to land on.
0: Yeah, I think the Adams family definitely only listens to Google Bordello. I think it's <laughs> like the only. <laughs> that,
1: I, yeah, I think you're right. I. I was watching uh, this new Fargo series uh, where um, oh God, whoever played new Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'm, I'm not remembering his name. Ewan, Ewan, Ewan McGregor? Train- yeah, Ewan McGregor. He plays like a pair of twins, um, split screen style sometimes. It's not bad. But uh, one of the episodes ended with uh, that Gogol Bordello song, American Wedding, which I hadn't heard for years. And... Yeah, I think Parker's right. They would probably be into Google Bordello, like this kind of punk gypsy aesthetic.
0: Mm-hmm. this like fake Eastern European sort of a thing. I'm yeah, I was going to I was gonna launch into that, but
2: yeah. <laughs> Ariana really likes Google Bordello, and I remember um, one time she had it on in the car, and I thought it was a soundtrack to Balrat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was pretty unhappy about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is weird, because like, they have that song called Sleeve of Wizard. So, like, I can understand why you would have made that mistake.
2: Yeah. I just, I just looked at the, uh, her car radio, and it just said, nice, like, as a song title. <laughs>
1: That's amazing the pronunciation fits, too. It's nice.
0: Man. One time uh, when Borat first came out, I saw it, like, four times, like, right, like, the day it came out or something. And then I took my then-girlfriend to go see it, and she did not like it. And we broke up shortly thereafter. So let this be a lesson to you guys. <laughs> you can only like girls who like Borat. Yeah, you can only like somebody else if they like exactly what you like.
2: My very, my very soft-spoken elderly stepfather, his favorite movie is
0: Borat, and I can't figure out why. Uh, because he loves art, Patrick. <laughs> and he likes to laugh. Yeah, it's got universal appeal. Yeah,
2: I mean, don't get me wrong, it rules. It's just like I just never didn't really seem like because uh, he's a very like he's English, so a lot of the stuff he watches is like Downton Abbey and Tea Time Abbey and like all those fucking like hoity-toity British shows. But then he just loves Bo-Rat. What?
1: I think Tea Time Abbey is the uh, Talking Dead for Downton Abbey. <laughs> like. There's some podcast hosts in England who has like a dozen shows that review the show you just watched or talk about it,
2: not review, just they talk about it. All they talk about is just Downton Abbey and what the Queen's doing that day.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they all start with tea time. So
0: it's yeah, they don't even really talk. They just sip tea for like a very long time. That's what the English think is entertainment. And then like sometimes like one of the guys makes a goofy face from time to time, like right into the camera, because that's most of what English humor is.
2: And every Ch- episode ends with a joke about Chinese people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as is tradition, as is English tradition. Um, speaking of Chinese people, I think that we should discuss, uh, it's, it's big news this week, healthcare. People are talking about it on my Facebook, and I figure we do a good, the bad, and the ugly that corresponds with it. Um, it doesn't actually have anything to do with Chinese people, but I'm bad at segues um unless you guys are chinese are you no i don't think so no. sure. okay all right just checking just checking uh so we're gonna do a good the bad and the ugly of times we've been to the doctor and i think it'll be fun if you don't remember if this is your first episode somehow uh good the bad and the ugly is where we take it a topic we do good examples bad examples ugly examples and uh that's how it goes so Patrick, as our esteemed guest, would you like to talk about a good time that you went to a doctor?
2: Sure. Um this actually coordinates pretty uh pretty well with my uh bad time as well because uh it somewhat concerns the same doctor. Um, when I first actually actively going started going to the doctor as an adult because I never really went as a kid, um, I had uh, my first physician was uh pretty much Doctor Nick Riviera. Mm-hmm. Um like I, I one time i um actually I'll get into this story um when I talk about my my uh ugly but um so a good time is when i when I moved I ended up uh, t- uh moving to the other side of town, so I switched doctors and uh for the longest time, I was trying to get anxiety medication because i I have really bad anxiety, and um my previous physician would not prescribe me anything unless i went through therapy which i didn't think was really super necessary because there's no like underlying reason why i have such bad anxiety it's just the chemicals in my brain are fucked up so um i've been trying for like a couple years at that point and like i can't afford a fucking therapist because like my health insurance just didn't cover mental health so uh eventually i switched to a new physician who i spoke to about it Um, she had me fill out just like a little thing. That's like, like a little, like one to five scale questionnaire. It's like, do you want to kill yourself one to five? And of course I put five, you know, that's not true. Um, no, I didn't really put five. That's just what I would have rated if it was on like podcast town or something.
0: Yeah. Um, when when you got to that question, Wayne showed up magically behind you to pencil it in for you,
2: just like that picture of Jesus helping Trump write, uh, the laws, Wayne came and penciled that part in. But, um, <laughs> so she, she was like, look, I really don't think um, if you can't think of any like underlying like reasons or trauma or anything, why you have such bad anxiety, I don't see a point in like making you go to a therapist. So I'm going to start you off on something small and then we'll see how that goes. And like, ever since I've been a lot better um, because I'm actually able to get the medicine I so greatly crave. Mm-hmm. Um, And, yeah, that's my good story is I finally found a doctor who didn't suck.
0: That's, uh, I feel like people, I've never heard of anybody talk about a doctor in a nice way. So I feel like this is a good story. It's heartwarming. Anytime I hear a story about doctors, (laughs) it's always like, this motherfucker. He he jabbed me with a pen (laughs) for four hours and (laughs) charged me a lot of money.
1: So I hate to tell your friend that's not a doctor. I don't know what that is. (laughs) Well, it's a pen jabbing pen jabbing fetish.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some manner of uh, bizarre cuckoldry, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ticket. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> my good time I went to a doctor was not that I went to the doctor, but I was going with my stepdad. And uh, he went to like this super old doctor who worked in like this mansion in downtown... Well, not downtown Dayton, but, like, right outside... Like, the old part of Dayton, like, the the southern part, Uh sort of near South Park where I used to live. And yeah. I always thought it was weird that a doctor would, like, work in a mansion, but it, like... It's a very weird building. It's, like, still there. It's across the street from, like, this candy shop and, like, where, like, a an adult theater used to be. And it kind of looks like a plantation or something. It's, like, just, like, this huge white mansion with, like, a huge field around it for no reason. And so, anyway... So we would go to this doctor, and the doctor made us wait. I was, like, I don't know, seven or eight years old or something. The doctor made us wait for, like, a super long time, and my stepdad was, like, getting all surly about it, and so I started, like, yelling at the doctor and telling him he was old, like, just, like, yelling out into the hallway about how old he was and how he needed to come help us, because, like, I needed to get home and play video games or whatever it was, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... And like, that's all that happened. I just like yelled. And then like, the doctor never came. So eventually we just left. And, uh, but I felt good for sticking it to the man. I guess like technically this is maybe a bad trip to the doctor, but I felt good about myself for speaking truth to power <laughs> and speaking up against old doctors. Uh, so, you know, I felt pretty empowered and pretty blessed. So that was my good trip to the doctor.
1: Well, yeah, that's probably going to be the next four years is just
2: speaking up to olds everywhere. Mm-hmm. Every old you see, speak up to them. Hey, old. If you actually, actually, it's going to be easier to get to a doctor because um, everybody's going to be assigned this little red book, and uh, it's going to have pop-ups in it. And after you're done reading it, he'll just appear.
3: Hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. With this little top hat or whatever he <laughs> <you> wears. <laughs> um, Mr. Frisbee, what is your good trip to the doctor?
1: Um, when I was a kid. I had a regular physician and I get uh, yearly checkups, which were fine. Anytime that I didn't get prodded with a needle uh, for like a booster shot or something, uh, it was actually all right. You get to get out of school, which can be fun. And sometimes you'll get like some candy out of the deal, which seems counterproductive to what you're visiting the doctor for. But hey, mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask questions. It was candy. So, yeah, those were all great.
0: Yeah, I always did no find... complaints. <laughs> I always did find it weird that doctors would give you candy and like dentists and dentists would... too. Yeah, they're giving you candy and toys and shit. And like, I don't know if it's still like this, but like, anytime I like went to the bank with my mom, like they would always have like lollipops out, and it's like, what well, what is this? Like, why is it like all the horrible places you go like have to like tempt you to come back with more candy and lollipops? Yeah, they are
2: sensitizing punch- you to the horrors of the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember even happening at the uh, barber shop. Like, I don't recall ever feeling scared, like, when I was getting my hair cut. I can understand it, though. And I'd see other kids, like, wailing. And I, for some reason, like, it totally escaped me that there is this fear of some stranger just frantically clipping away just uh, inches from your scalp. And I was like, no, I'm cool with this. This is fine. But they gave, like, candy to every kid anyway. That was at Fantastic Sam's. Do you remember that place, Parker? I do remember.
0: Yeah. Very misleading it, name of a place. <laughs> yeah. It was not fantastic.
2: And have I don't some remember wood my name shaving Sam. coffee. Said what? Have some wood shaving toffee at a uh, Fantastic Sam's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was I don't know candy covered in hair. Um. But yeah, what about our? bads then what was your bad patrick
2: um okay so my bad is uh in reference to the first doctor i went to that was really awful um i had had a lingering cold that um ended up being just that it was just a cold but um i went to uh my physician who then uh gave me an examination and then had me go through a series of tests and then decided that it would be a really good idea to tell me that I might have leukemia, um, which is very obviously didn't happen. (laughs) But um, because I had similar symptoms to somebody with leukemia, such as uh, a cold, (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Um, I don't think I really don't think it should be okay for doctors just to throw out like a really, 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 really big cause of concern if like, there's not enough to really like, justify it like don't tell me i have aids because i like you know because i've been coughing a little bit but um but what if that doctor was just looking at a WebMD before you came in that's when that because she just started naming off like she just started naming off things it could be and it went everywhere from like the flu to like full-blown aids so like Mm -hmm. um i was terrified for two weeks that i was dying of cancer when in reality i just had kind of a shitty cold that was uh, may have turned into the flu at some point. And I think that's really my uh, my bad because it's kind of stopped me from going to doctors for a really long time because I just didn't want to, like, deal with the fact that I would go in for something routine and then they would just immediately think I'm dying, you know, because it's terrifying. And I don't know, like,
1: I'm not sure where the balance is with this, because growing up, I was hypochondriac and I thought I had every like anytime I would learn about a different illness or a disease I would convince myself that I had it Uh going to the physician was always a relief because it would you know resolve that issue but also I don't want somebody to obviously misdiagnose or underdiagnose and totally put a blind spot up to something uh that I would have missed otherwise and then again like I don't want them to be alarmist either be like, well, it's it just could like, be a cold or it could be, you know, another month to live. Who knows?
2: Yeah. It's like, let's start off small and then work our way up, you know? Sure. It's just, I don't know. Like, it's kind of terrifying when, like, I've just been coughing a little bit and I have, like, a stuffy nose that isn't going away. And they're just like, well, this could be cancer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I kind of feel the opposite way. Like, recently, like, I messed up my shoulder playing video games really hard. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? And, like, it really hurt for, like, a long time, and, like, I couldn't move it. Uh-huh. And... He was
2: playing a VR cuckolding game where you have to have your arms tied behind your back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. It uh, it gave me lasting shoulder pain, the VR cuckolding game, but uh, it gave... me was the game called, a uh, oh, Cuckold oh. of Duty? Cuckold yeah. of Duty is the game. Yeah. I also played Cuckold's Creed, was another one I enjoyed. <laughs> and, uh... Um, well, I it was because I was like, la- I was like locked in and just like l- laying on my shoulder, like the entire night playing Smackdown or whatever. So, uh, you know, an old war injury I had. So, <laughs> but I was like really afraid, like, even though like it hurt like a lot and like I couldn't move my arm for a while and like it hurt for like two years, I didn't go to the doctor because I was afraid that like they would just be like, oh yeah, this is like not like it's just a tiny sprain. You're just like a, a sissy like that's why it hurts you so bad they were just they're just outright bullies to you well no i was just afraid of that happening like i never oh, i was just afraid of like i was what? like was, I, was the doctor also your bull? <laughs> yeah <laughs> he said your shoulder is fancy <laughs> look like, how tiny <laughs> your dick is my shoulder hurts that's why i'm here yeah He was like your shoulder hurts so bad because you cannot please your wife sexually <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he was oh like so god. this episode he, he wrote me a prescription for Gary from the Midnight Society to come over and fuck my wife.
2: <laughs> oh my god. It's <laughs> it's just, just like done and to, to go. A Gary's
1: uh, wait. Hold on, like for in the off chance that somebody did not listen to any of those, <laughs> are you afraid of the dark? Review episodes that we did that needs a little bit of context, not much though. Uh, basically, no just keep going, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to know what Gary's uh what Gary's operations are when he gets in the bedroom. You mean like his fuck styles? Yeah, like how does he, he start magic pantsack? He he brings out that bag of sand, right? Yeah. It's like, I call this fuck style when he blows it onto, I guess, the bed.
2: Mm-hmm. And then There's he announces all, what the fuck this style stuff is. your wife won't let you do.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, even the dog loves it. It's good. Uh, yeah. she's, she's cracking up. Oh. <laughs>
0: So my yeah. goodness so yeah so i was, <laughs> that's why i was afraid to go to the doctors because i didn't want gary to have sex with my wife it's reasonable yeah so it's but yeah cons- <laughs> but yeah like it hurt r- really bad so i was afraid that i would just go in and the guy would just be like nah man this, this shouldn't hurt nearly like a, a normal person would not feel this much pain you're just a sissy get out of here so <laughs> i never went now i have like permanent problems so let that be a lesson to you just let just let Gary from Midnight Society have sex with your wife, so your shoulder doesn't hurt. Out there, <laughs> listeners.
2: I'll keep that in mind next time I have arthritis. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> would have uh, these issues if Gary would have just had sex with my wife.
0: Yeah, I have a refill of that prescription left, so I'll I'll send it to you. <laughs> um. Let's see. Mm. So, oh, okay, we're on my bad then. One time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. One time um like my finger hurt really bad and I didn't understand what was happening. Uh and then like uh like I came to learn at some point that it was like some sort of like weird infection. Um but like my aversion to going to the doctor because I'm afraid he's going to tell me I'm a sissy. Like uh, I didn't go to the doctor for like weeks and weeks and weeks until it got like horrifyingly unbearable. Like I would like just reach down to pick up like a piece of paper and then like have to cry from pain. So I realized I had to go and that it wasn't like, just going to go away. And the doctor who was an old, he told me it probably happened because of washing dishes, which is why I will never wash any dishes ever again. Uh, and it also makes me upset that such a simple thing would cause me so much pain, but uh, so I'm done washing dishes, but then he had to stick like a, a razor blade into my hand to make it Go away, which uh hurt a
1: lot. Uh, yeah, that sounds
0: painful. Yeah, just merely like touching, you know, like putting my hand on the steering wheel to go there hurt a lot, much less putting razor blades in it. So he did that. And then it was like that scene in the stuff where Garrett Morris, like all the white stuff pours out of his throat. It was like that with pus and gross stuff. And huh. uh it was the worst pain ever. And I screamed so loud from the pain because I'm a sissy. That uh, they had to cover children's ears, I was told afterward, <laughs> which I find very funny. Well, why would they tell you that? They're like, by the way, <laughs> your screams were so painful, <laughs> we had to
1: protect children from your wails.
0: Yeah, well, they, yeah, well, they were like, next time, try to try to keep it down. The children were scared,
2: <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Mask uh, your pain. And that's how your uh, your uh, ball gag fetish came about.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now whenever I go to the doctor, I just take the ball gag and it seems to help. But uh yeah, that was definitely the worst pain I've ever been in in my entire life. And it makes me sad that it just came from like a dumb little finger injury rather than like getting shot in the face or something like something cool that had a cool story to go along with it. So that's my shame. Also, if my finger ever gets infected again, I'm just going to kill myself because the pain was too unbearable.
2: Are you guys, have either of you guys ever had, like, uh, a tooth die on you before? Yeah. No. It is the worst fucking pain ever, and there's literally nothing you can do about it. Like, it's awful. Until you go to a dentist and they drill into it. But, yeah, Yeah. I I feel you, Parker. Like, just the pain of being alive. So, you got it from a cut on your finger and dishwater infecting it?
0: Yeah, pretty much. That's what the guy surmised. Is that like, yeah, like I had like a paper cut or some garbage or like a hangnail that got infected with all the gross shit I put in my sink after doing dishes. Oh fuck! Yeah, so that's why you gotta that wear those gloves.
2: That freaks me out because I have like dry skin on my fingers, and I I only do the dishes in this house. Ariana won't do them, so but that's gotta not wear... a place. That's not out of laziness, that's just because she does all the other shit that I hate, so...
0: Yeah.
1: You should wear some rubber gloves when you're doing dishes.
0: I should. Gotta get those rubber gloves, like in the 50s. Those kinds that, Mm -hmm. uh, like, leave it to beaver's mom wore. Those are the only kind that can protect you.
2: The ones that are irradiated, so that way you don't get any infections.
0: Yeah, those are the ones you need. Mm -hmm. The lead gloves. Yeah. Yeah,
1: lead gloves at at your local grocers. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. What was your bad, Mr. Frisbee?
1: Uh, my bad was a dermatologist I went to for a problem with one of my, I think it was my thumbnail. There was this weird kind of pitting that was going on, it had little divots in it. I didn't know why it was happening. I did some online uh, checking just to see like what causes this usually, what can I be prepared for? And mine was happening in such a way where it was weird, like sometimes it'll happen at the... Uh, at the point of your finger, like at the very end, mine was happening more towards where, uh, the nail bed starts, like towards the knuckle of the thumb. And I went to this dermatologist who was, who had like high recommendations, but it took about a two hour wait to see this person. And they had like Fox news playing in their lobby, which I took as a, not a good sign. I finally got to the, uh, appointment room there was something very unusual about it. It was just like a chair in the middle of this very stark room. Like there weren't any other chairs there. So it just felt like this, uh, dystopian future sort of observation room, like centered there. And I ended up waiting for like another 40 minutes or so. And dude finally comes in. He wasn't old. And he gets to me and he's like, so what's the problem? And I show him my nail. And he's like, well, no, I don't know what that is. And then he started to leave. And I'm like, wait, hold on. I want to figure out what this is, though. Like, I've been waiting for a long time. Like, it's pitting, right? He's like, uh-huh. And I go, so what do I do about it? He's like, I mean, are you stressed? Like, can you tell me a little bit more? And I'm like, Jesus, you're just going to leave. Like, this was it. And, yeah, so that was my bad. He didn't resolve anything. I think I ended up going somewhere else after that. So it was just like a waste of three hours. And this dude who still got paid because he felt like he deserved it.
0: Hmm. I feel like doctors should work the way that Uber drivers work.
2: I think the problem is, is he saw your bank statement before, um, before <laughs> you went in and realized that you're not part of the, uh, upper class 1% and that his time would be better spent treating some rich housewife for depression. That's probably, yeah,
0: probably right. Yeah. If I had to guess. Hmm yeah uh doctors do have access to all your like credit card information and like your uh credit statements so
2: he knew that you did not get that entry serving uh our country with the troops overseas so he uh he figured you were just a panty waist.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh patrick
2: what is your ugly oh boy uh so this is uh this is kind of um the uh the crux to I guess like the the climax to my mom being fucking cheap about me going to see the doctor um so I used to have this pretty cool gig in high school where uh, my grandmother had a um a house with a lot of uh plants so I would do a bunch of yard work for her um mostly it was cutting like tree branches and then um throwing them in the back of my truck and bringing them to the dump and she'd pay me like I think I got like two hundred dollars a day for it, which was ridiculously high. But, you know, I wasn't going to tell her that. Um, so one day while I was uh, one day while I was gathering up branches and throwing them uh, into the back of the truck, I felt kind of like almost like a weird like burning sensation on my arm. Like it's kind of hard to describe, but it was like very momentary and I didn't really think anything of it. So, uh, I finish up the day, I go home, um, and within a couple days, I noticed that there's a, like, almost, like, a little cut, so I was like, okay, that's probably nothing, and then it started to get red, like, around it, like, the cut itself looked like it was getting bigger, but it was also getting, like, a weird, like, almost circular, um, red mark uh, around the injury, and I was like okay that's odd but uh I brought it up to my mom and she's like oh it's probably just allergies it's not allergies it's never fucking allergies um and then it started to blister and not just like a big blister like a bunch of little tiny blisters like all kind of like gathering together around this cut that is now black so um the cut has gotten a little bit bigger um the skin started to get like kind of darkish and uh it looked ugly. So finally I showed it to her. I convinced her to, t- uh, I convinced her to, Hey, uh, I should go see a doctor. She's like, okay, fine. I go see a doctor. I tell him, yeah, my mom thinks it's allergies. He looks at it for about three seconds. He's like, no, you were bitten by something. And I was like, really? Um, uh, is there anything I can do about it? And he's like, well, if you would have come to me sooner, I could have given you an antivenom and, uh, I could have given you an anti venom, and, you know, a lot of this would have, you would have avoided like the, you know, the process of the poison working its way out of the wound. And so he ended up giving me um, some antibiotics just to make sure that there wasn't an infection. And also like, just like, I think it was just like a stronger ibuprofen or something like just pain relievers in case the pain got bad, which it ever actually did. It was more irritating because it's right on my, um, it's right like. On the, uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting this, but it's at the top of my forearm near where the arm bends. (laughs) (laughs) Elbow? Elbow, yeah. Okay. So, like, pretty much, like, I just had this disgusting, horrific, like, uh, injury on my arm that I still have scars from. Um, the, I still have, like, two, like, uh, scars from it. I'm looking at him right now, um, and I couldn't really move that arm for like two or three weeks because if I moved the arm, it would hurt. So this could have all been avoided if my mom would have just like said, hey, yeah, let's go see the doctor like uh, right off the bat. And I was like 16 at the time, I think. So that's my ugly, mostly because it's like probably like the grossest uh, thing that's ever happened to my body.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a similar situation. I went I had like a mark on my arm same process, everything, like when I was 17 or 18 and ended up going to the emergency room because, yeah, I was bitten by something and I ended up taking it wasn't an anti-venom because I didn't know what it was. Uh So I couldn't, like, figure out what to give me
2: as far as venom goes. Yeah, that's the other thing is that um he was the other thing the doctor mentioned. He's like, oh, did you manage to capture whatever it was? And I was like, yeah. no. He's like, oh, well, that makes sense. He figured it was a fiddleback spider, which is like these these brown spiders that like live in Arizona and they hide and shit. And like they they tend to hang out on trees and like like really like heavily like wooded like areas because they their whole shtick is they're they're reclusive. They hide. So that's what he figured it was. But ultimately, without actually having the spider or seeing it, like it wasn't really much he can do other than just, you know. Say, hey, uh, wait it out.
1: Yeah, I uh, I didn't catch what bit me either, but I ended up taking some antibiotics for it as well. Uh, but yeah, that was a, it's a horrible situation to have something like that happen.
0: I'm Real sad. gross,
2: too. Yeah, it's very nasty.
0: I'm sad that neither one of you guys got revenge on the on the, the monsters that bit you.
2: Or superpowers.
0: Yeah, or superpowers. Yeah, yeah of would have been nice. Yeah, but yeah, like, that's always the best part, is getting revenge. Like, one time I, uh, like, I've been stung by bees a few times, and, like, I always take a little bit of pride knowing that, like, uh, they're gonna die now. I'll (laughs) I'll have my revenge.
2: All I got out of this was just two scars and a spot that makes it look like I did heroin.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, gotta wear those long sleeves in, uh, job interviews now.
3: That's disappointing. (laughs)
0: Um, uh, my ugly is this time that I broke my arm. Uh, well, my brother broke my arm. We were like play wrestling and, uh, he just murdered oh, me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He murdered me and, uh, like he broke my arm real hard and like my arm like just completely bent like 90 degrees downward, like, uh, at the forearm area. And, uh, so I had to go to the doctor, clearly. And although my mom tried to tell me it was allergies and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Uh, So we went to the doctor and uh, after I swore that I would get revenge on my brother, like I was standing there with this broken arm and I was like, when I get back, I'm going to fuck you up. And uh, I did a little bit later. I fucked him up one time, but, um, so I went to the doctor and like it was like horrible. They had to put it in traction and then like they had to fill it with like three syringes full of morphine. Oh, and which was cool. And, uh, so they just like kept jabbing me with these needles full of drugs until I could no longer feel it. And then they put it in traction and then like the dude like just started like twisting it around and cracking it and like doing all this crazy shit, like just moving my bones all around. And like the entire time, like I couldn't feel anything, so it was cool, but it was gross that I could hear my bones cracking. And my stepdad just kept giving me $20 bills the entire
3: time.
0: (laughs) You were financially dominating him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, I guess he felt bad for me. So he just kept giving me all this cash. And, uh, yeah. So like, it was like super gross that like my arm just had like had to hang there in this weird like contraption that looks like the kind of thing that soft six, six, six would really be into. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just heard all my bones break more. So like, cause you gotta like, well, I guess you didn't have to like re break them, but he had to like move them all around. It was fucking gross. So, uh, so that was a real super ugly. And then I had to wear this fucking dumb cast for like six months that smelled horrible. Uh, so that was shitty too. But, uh, so that was the ugly time I went to the doctor. It was like just physically, it was like just literally physically ugly.
1: I still haven't broken anything, but, uh, when I do, I hope somebody is there just, like, handing out 20s to me the entire time. Or hundreds. Yeah. I mean, I'm an adult now. I
2: need more money.
0: Yeah, you're going to need more than just 20s.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's great. Especially, that cause, uh, especially because your uh, deductible is going to be, like, $17,000 now. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm
1: pretty god. somebody's there, like, just throwing money.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Uh, it'll be Bernie Sanders. He's just going to go around giving everybody just cash <laughs> anytime they go. He
2: doesn't. He doesn't change the health care laws. He just gives everybody money. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> he just shows up. He'll be like the tooth fairy. You put your doctor bill under your pillow at night, and then when you wake up, there's just going to be a few 20s underneath.
2: Jason, here is a check for you. Don't uh, cash it until Friday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of sick people, as it turns out. I still like the idea of somebody just handing dollar bills out. And I would (laughs) I prefer like Bernie Sanders just to be there in person, handing dollar bills out to the tune of like the Price is Right theme. I think that'd be great.
3: Yeah. By the way, part
2: music. Parker, that is the most stepdad shit I've ever heard in my life, like just yeah. handing you money to make you feel better. Yeah, it's like this sucks, man. I get it. Mm-hmm. I I remember when my uh when my mom and stepdad got married, like the first uh the first I was like 9 at the time or maybe younger, and the first decree was that my allowance would then double. <laughs> nice. So I was like, "Oh, tight! This guy rules." I didn't know anything <laughs> about him at the time. <laughs> Thanks, Stan. My name's Dave. Yeah. <laughs> he took the Donald Trump approach. He's like, "You'll all be rich."
0: Yeah, that's all stepdads have to do is just like give you a few extra dollars, and all of a sudden, there you're your new dad. Like you love him so much more. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I love you what was five dollars more. Other guy I, I, I forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mr. Frisbee, what is your ugly doctor visit? My ugly doctor visit
1: was it's it's twofold. There was the doctor's visit initially, and then like the pharmacist visit that uh, accrue every so often. Um, I actually do have allergies. Unlike a spider bite or a broken arm, mine is very very traditional symptoms of an allergy uh, ailment. So I end up. Having to go to a doctor in order to purchase uh, a drug- a particular type of allergy medication that some folks think when used in mass can be made to can be used to make meth uh sodaphrine i think right
2: oh yeah that's the that's the good shit that's the good shit the and good shit. I guess,
1: yeah otherwise allergy meds will uh Pretty much knock you out, like Benadryl and all that. They're effective, but they they do make you a little bit uh, sleepy. So I use uh, this more powerful stuff, and because allergies are pretty much everywhere these days, uh, I use it in these twelve-hour intervals. But the, in order to uh, purchase this type of drug, some states you can just buy it over the counter, no big deal. But in this state. I have to have seen a doctor, and if I don't keep purchasing it, then uh, there's like a time limit of a couple months or so where I'd have to go back to a doctor to be like, oh, yeah, my allergies are still bad, and I haven't had to purchase it in this state for a while since it's an entire rigmarole. And then the physician, not the physician, but the uh, pharmacist that I go to, depending on who they are, can intervene and... Uh, check up on my symptoms, which is a very weird, like TV cop show drama type situation, because they have to go into it thinking, like, okay, this person could be making meth at home. So it's very accusatory and weird, mm-hmm. and I hate it. I just don't want to have allergies. Like, if somebody could get on that ball, that'd be uh,
2: awesome. I think in Arkansas you're fine so long as you're not buying like the Plan B phil- uh, pill or something. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, son, I hope you're not preventing a pregnancy with this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like I uh go ahead. What's up?
0: Go ahead, please. Oh, I had nothing to add. Oh. Well, I, I feel like uh I probably contributed to your troubles cause as a kid I used to swallow a lot of this drug called choraceton, which is like a flu medicine or something, but it like gets you like really super high. So it wasn't meth or anything, but like, I feel like my behavior sort of led to you not being able to get better. And I apologize.
1: Thank you. I wanted to blame somebody for this. I'm just glad that's you. <laughs> that's. Remember, uh, speaking of allergies, do you remember when I was doing that um, homestay gig and the owners had a cat and I like, I was staying there that overnight and I ended up getting like the super allergic reaction where I had to go to the doctor and, um, get fluid on my lungs and then I had to use that albuterol inhaler. Yeah. And you and I were like, we had stopped by some place, I think to get beer or something. And we pulled up to this red light and in the car next to us were these two like young, attractive ladies who were about our age. And you're like, oh, these girls are cute. And I leaned forward and took out my inhaler and <laughs> puffed in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, why'd you do that? <laughs> As if we were going to successfully hit on these women.
0: Well, we'll
1: never know oh, now. Girls.
2: We'll never know now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> what are you gonna do? Do you come here often? Because it's rather stuffy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you never How know what you could. Live? You never know what could have happened with those girls, Frisbee. They could have taken us to their house and made love to strong men in front of us. You know, Until one of you dies from an <laughs> asthma attack. <laughs> Speaking of strong men, we got Wayne's Podcast Town news. Awesome. Uh, let's take a look. Let's find out what's up with Wayne. Uh, <laughs> in case you don't recall, Wayne is a man who lives in Podcast Town. Podcast Town's a place in Facebook full of just the worst people that you'll ever meet in your life. And uh, so bad that even Shelby Cobras doesn't visit there. I don't think Sean really comes around too much either. Uh, yeah, not too much. I think, uh, I think he just doesn't want to run into Wayne. I think that's what everybody's problem with Podcast Town is, except for me. He's the only reason I go. I love him. And, yeah, so it's a place, a lot of bad people that live there. But since not everybody's allowed in, we got Wayne to let us know what the news is in Podcast Town. And here it is.
3: All right, Podcast Town news. For, I don't know, what do we have, like, a handful of episodes left on this show? Who knows if pool party's gonna continue out to three hundred? I don't. I'm not privy to those kind of things. Anyway, town isn't that bad. You know, you still got the high wrongers and the high ringers. You got people posting their podcasts on a known that they're gonna get yelled at or told to kill themselves. I'm happy that the podcasts that are putting their Patreon have kind of disappeared. Very happy of them. Um, allegedly, Corey is bad-mouthing and m- making fun of old boss man parker and i don't find that at all interesting even though he cory he did say you're a cool dude so i have to give it to you even though he, you know, he seems to have kind of bowed down to your bullying and is now calling you a cool dude you know you have basketball shorts over there who is spending more time photoshopping my son's picture into things than actually editing his podcast which is really pathetic i mean you should be spending the time doing that and maybe those youtube clips you do occasionally that are kind of funny but no. And then he, you know, I don't, I, I gotta say, it allegedly, because there's three people who edit that podcast, and it could have been boss man Parker, who fast forwarded my uh, voicemail, but eh, it could be either Kevin or basketball shorts. Uh, and I had some good things to say about, you know, I mean, yes, Par- Parker, you were very negative in that episode, but, you know, I had nice things to say about Jackson Stewart, you know, long uh, guest host on this show. Right? It was really disappointing that no one else got to see it. Really, just really disappointing. The uh, thing I'm kind of going to now with this, sh- this news report is more or less a convent to take the gun out of the drawer and put it to your face and kill yourself. I haven't seen many news reports of people doing that. Mass suicides. We've been one or two suicides. But um, it would probably be the best way to do it. Because when episode 300 hits, I hope that you all decide to just do it, end it all, dive off the roof into a concrete rock, you know, or you let a pack of wild dogs eat you alive. It would make me happy. I know it would make my boss Parker happy. Frisbee, he's a little too uh humane to be happy about your own death. But me and Parker will be good. Anyway. Keep it going, Podcast Town. Uh, Fucking blow me. I don't know. Dicks! Uh, So with that, thank you, Patrick, for coming on the
0: program. It's a delight.
2: Hey, anytime.
0: Um, You can find... Let the kids know where they can find the Zatoichi show and the Banshee Jam show.
2: Okay, so uh, you can get with us at uh, facebook.com uh, dot com slash banshee jam or facebook.com uh, slash the blind podsman, I think. Um, or just search the blind podsman. Uh, we have a new episode coming out next week, Jason, I think. Yeah, uh, well, later this week
1: when this uh, episode's done.
2: Yeah, and that is um that is movie number sixteen or fifteen, Zatuichi's Cane Sword. Um Banshee Jam also has a new episode coming out in a couple weeks, which is gonna be uh entirely about K pop. Um since that's the new hot trend that's hitting the streets these days. Uh and that's about it for me.
0: Cool. Um You can find us on the internet. At uh, PoolPartyRadio.com That's where all the episodes live I just renewed the domain name again So uh, visit that $17 worth of visits Please if you would That would really help me out Uh, You can find us on Twitter At Final Parker And at Cumulus Frisbee Uh, Facebook.com slash PoolPartyRadio Other places Find us on Instagram We're cool there I don't know Podcast (laughs) Town find our dogs yeah Yeah, as well so uh yeah find us oh go check out the beyond the gates i know we've talked about it a lot go check out past guest jackson stewart's movie beyond the gates uh me and kevin and sean were on an audio commentary for the movie and that's like probably the coolest thing that's ever happened in the world um although i did make a lot of jokes about police brutality that are probably not as timely as they were at the (laughs) (laughs) time when we recorded so whatever's good um i mean i'm sure that's like kind of an evergreen thing police will be brutally yeah i was gonna so. say
1: that's probably still
0: fresh yeah it's probably still good um although all those oj simpson jokes are probably not as good anymore is is
2: beyond the gates pretty much just that ouija movie that they came out with a couple years ago um i never saw a ouija movie
0: i'm sure the no. ouija movie was just a ripoff of annabelle
2: it, it's just a ripoff of Witchboard.
0: yeah that too and spookies i, I I just
2: assume, like, any movie involving a board game, including Jumanji, is just
0: a rip-off of Witchboard, so... Yeah, Jumanji definitely ripped off Witchboard. I can say that confidently.
2: That second Ouija movie was pretty good, though. I don't know if you guys ever saw that one.
0: Nah, I kind of like that director sort of sometimes, but I haven't seen the second one yet. He's got some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, by all those things, uh, and... I guess that's it. So this is Parker for Patrick and Cumulus Razor Man saying thanks for having fun. All
1: right. Bye. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Sorry, there's a rear window situation with this apartment where like every apartment has a window that faces into this courtyard so I can look across and people can look over at me mm-hmm. if I have my blinds open, which is a bit unsettling. But there's this uh, fairly nice courtyard in the center of it and there's an attractive young woman, but she was out there and I'm like, oh shit, maybe I should be a creep and talk to her or something. But I know that some of these people are like couples. So I didn't want to be this creep who like creeps on her and it's like, so are you available? <laughs> and find out that she's uh, one of
0: these folks. Nah, man, then you, she'll, you can like make it. Cuck- I can cuckold him. Yeah, you, you can cuckold that <laughs> guy. <laughs> so is your boyfriend, is he a cuck? Mm hmm. Is his penis tiny? Cause I got a real big dick right here. <laughs> we could compare and contrast.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, you get the feeling it's it'd be a really gross situation.
0: No, so no. it's a cool situation to assert your dominance over another man. That's cool. Oh yeah, that's it's a very
1: capitalistic thing.
0: I'm into it. <laughs> um, well, it can be communist if you want. You can. Sure. I, I feel like the cuckolds should be in charge. Of, <laughs> of the means of production. <laughs> How would that work?
1: I, I I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. I just don't feel like I'll be. Uh, it needs to be fleshed out more. I think. I think you're right. <laughs> I got to read some more marks. I just saw like that she picked up this cat with a collar and went back into her, in her unit. I see. So yeah. Yeah, I I think most of these people are couples. Not (laughs) couples, but couples. (laughs) Okay.